coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, a complete experience. We will not be offering DLC for this podcast. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including some odds, odds and ends from the week of E3. And then on Thursday, we're going to be presenting our live episode with the Unranked Podcast, where we talked about everything that Nintendo's Direct wasn't. So come back for that. But Mark, in the meantime, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, that's great. I saw the mr rogers movie this weekend oh i saw it uh last weekend how how did it make you feel it made me uh it was great yeah I it's a great movie Cried basically through the whole thing me too it made me feel like an absence of that kind of joy in day-to-day life did it make you feel lost it yeah. made me feel lost a little bit <laughs> like I, we just need a rudder that is fred rogers yeah. to tell us that it, like it's okay that like we're gonna be okay i'm not sure that we are <laughs> Worth seeing, for sure. Yes. Um, Mark, before we get into everything today, we need to uh, ask for some help. Uh, we, we like reviews of most things, but specifically of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. So if you, dear listener, would please rate, review, all that good stuff on Apple Podcasts, we very much appreciate it. Yeah, and it helps us out a bunch. Yeah, that's how people find us. That's how people find us and say, hey... These guys have five stars. They're worth listening to. Special thank you to Backseat Designer for leaving us a five-star review. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, other things we appreciate when we're followed on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. And the show is at Card Society. And we have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. One more thing that you can do to like participate in this show. Mark, we got a new big, a new big episode coming up. I'm very excited for this one. So in honor of Octopath Traveler, we are going to be making a list of the eight best RPGs on Nintendo platforms. Full stop. Whatever that means. Whatever Any RPG means. ever. Any, any and all RPGs ever. Look, you want to go to bat for, you know, seven generations of Pokemon and then, and then this like little QB Pokemon game? Be reasonable. Be reasonable. With the Pokemon on your list. <laughs> Look... Mark and I have played a lot of RPGs, but we haven't played them all. So we are surely going to leave your favorite, you, your favorite, we're going to leave off this list unless you email in and let us know what RPGs we should include. Doesn't ha- your list doesn't have to be a full eight? No, it could, be, it could be one. You could just be like, if this isn't on your list, I'm quitting the podcast. And as always, mm-hmm. you can throw an RPG under the bus. Oh, yeah. You if, can nominate one for us to hate. That's right. If you're like, look, the original Final Fantasy is great, sure, but do not include it on your list. We would listen. Send that email to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Uh, we need your help on this um, because we are often stupid. Evidence of how often we are stupid. Mark... We've got a debug from last week. Yeah, there's a couple. <laughs> uh, one is that I was very confident that Ubisoft's upcoming uh, release, S- Starlink, is that what it's called? Yes. 
this debug is off to a rough start. Starlink, I was very confident in last week's episode that it is not Toys to Life. That, of course, is not true. It is false. It is, in fact, a, a Toys to Life or even like a Build to Life. Um, I'm skipping ahead a little bit in the program here, but I, I did get a chance to play it at E3. Um, and it like you build onto your ship by like putting the pieces of ships um, like into this thing. So you're you're sort of building to life more than you are. I guess it's more like Lego Dimensions in that way. Like you're not just putting a completed ship uh, in the little like controller pad thing. You are building onto it as you go and like switching out the powers in real time. But you had not played it when we recorded that. That is correct. Okay, good because no, otherwise you would let me. <laughs> You would have let me look like a fool. That's right. Even Which though I, you had correct information. Look, as, as a matter of principle, I will let you look like a fool. But in that instance, I was not. All right, Mark, let's, we've both been playing a lot. So let's get into what we've been playing this week. So my post E3, like, cool down time, uh, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some games. And I'm just going to, like, play. I'm going to, like, veg out and just play. So the first thing that I did was grab the Octo expansion for Splatoon 2. Because I thought, ah, I love Splatoon. I love this world. I'm going to luxuriate it. Luxuriate in it. It's going to be lovely. Um, it is so hard. It is punishing and cruel. And I would frequently get, like, physically mad at the game while I was playing it and be like, this is stupid. I'm not doing this anymore. And like, put it down, walk away, come back like 20 minutes later and like beat the challenge that I was trying to uh, take down and then feel so good, Mark. <laughs> I really like the Octo expansion. It is frequently infuriating, but I love it. Okay, a couple of things. Yeah. One, this is a little bit of a minor debug because Ooh. in our... Uh, uh, like post E3 impressions yeah. episode, we were like, oh, weird that in the direct it just said summer 2018 and that they didn't give a date. That's because they gave a date in um, uh, during Treehouse, Treehouse Live, Live. And that date was the next day. The next day. So it did. So it was like a surprise release last week. We just missed that part of it. Yeah. Um, and so I thought, if we if we're going to be surprised by it, I may as well play it. So I didn't pick it up, and I don't know that I'm going to. One because I heard how hard it was. It's so hard. And two, I st I never completed the um, single player. Here's the thing: neither did I. Um, I I really liked the single player in the first Splatoon, um, and in the second one, I I just kind of like ran out of gas on it, uh, or was like I'd rather be playing the um the online stuff. Um, but some of this, like the challenges are all very specifically designed and it, it's all, it's just so exacting where like, it doesn't feel like you're, uh, you know, running around in like a, a sort of, a sort of linear, sort of open world. It's like, no, you have one task and there's one way to do it right. And you just have to get like the muscle memory, right? The thing that I want to pick up the Octo expansion for is being able to play as Octolines in multiplayer mm -hmm. so you have to collect the four things there are four things to collect uh in in the octo expansion you have to collect the four things and uh beat a boss yeah i don't so, think i don't think i'm picking this up so far i've collected two of four things <laughs> it is so hard <laughs> yeah. i'm going to do it because i want i want to play as an octoling 
and the Octoline that I designed, I like him a lot. And I'm like, why? Well, I, I like I like Agent H. I think he's cool. Um, and like, well, you're on, you're in a subway car, which like takes you to all these different challenges. And as you open up more lines, more characters like get on the the subway oh, car, cool. and they're all these like weird, different, super deep sea creatures. So you're like riding with some like weird sea slugs and like a weird like anemone looking things, and it's it's really really cool. Um, and the the character design in that game is always incredible. But as they like broaden it out to characters that aren't just squids and octopuses, um, they just get weirder and weirder. Um, and I, I, I like that a lot. It's a nice little distraction from, you know, pulling your hair out <laughs> when you're actually playing the game. There was another surprise release this week, which was Arcade Archives Donkey Kong. Oh, yes. The original. The original arcade version of Donkey Kong, which has not been available on Nintendo consoles ever. Um, so that, that means that the, the second level, the factory level, which has only ever appeared in arcades and maybe ports somewhere else, but not on like. The NES version only has three levels, and they're not. Um, it's, it's it's incomplete. Um, so I I picked that up and I have spent uh, some time playing with it. It does have online leaderboards, but other than that, it hasn't really been updated in uh, in any way, shape, or form. Kind of cool to have that on Nintendo platforms again. Yeah, yeah. I I'm I've maybe put like half an hour or so into it, and like that's just such a good pick up and play game. Like. It's Donkey Kong, man. So I have been playing Fortnite. Tell me about your Fortnite Switch. experience. So this is the first, even though it's been available on lots of other platforms, this is the first Fortnite I've played. Mm-hmm. Man, I totally get why it is oh, addicting. Yeah? yeah, it's... Uh, Are you playing like the Battle Royale? That's all that, it, that that's is all available. That okay. Yeah. And it is, I mean, there are like different, there are a couple of different modes that are available. Like there's one where it's like 50 on 50. Yeah. You know, like stuff like that. But... It is just like the battle royale yeah. part of Fortnite. Um, That's interesting. I would have thought they would bring the save the save the world part over to it. No, uh, they haven't. And I man, guess who cares? Yeah, <laughs> it's the perfect for me. It's definitely scratching that like um, Call of Duty, Destiny, like itch. yeah, that like competitive online. Yeah, the same yeah. sort of thing that I loved that I love about Splatoon Two. Um, and like the first time you get into a match and you're like, what is going on? Like, what am I supposed to do even? But it's, yeah. I found it to be fairly intuitive and it's a lot of fun and the matches aren't super long. So it's an easy game to just like hop in, play a couple, hop out. I'm not very good at it, yeah. but I'm still having a lot of fun. And I feel like that's high praise for a shooter. Yeah. And uh, it, uh, it connects just fine. Like one of our worries about uh, any of these sort of like persistently online games uh, were with Switch was being that it, it doesn't connect super great. Yeah, I haven't had any trouble. Um, I've played a lot in handheld mode. And by a lot, I mean like maybe half the time and the total amount that I played is like an hour and a half. So, yeah. you know, not like a ton. Like a, just a ton. Uh, and then the uh, the rest of it was docked. And in my apartment the my tv and like the dock are in the corner and so the wi-fi is sometimes very spotty yeah over there but i haven't had any trouble so for me it's been great cool uh i also have been playing the octopath traveler demo this is tough because there are too many octo (laughs) yeah i was like am i saying the right thing (laughs) you are yeah okay so i played the new octopath traveler demo that was released again i think like the day after nintendo's 
uh, sometime last week. It was the, the 14th. End of E3. The 14th. Yeah. Okay. So downloaded that. This is one where the save file will carry over. You can play for three hours, and you basically choose one of the eight to start with, and you're basically just starting the game. Yeah. So right. I did the thief. I can't remember what his name is now. And uh, I am enjoying it. I mean, I feel like it's basically the game that I remember from the first demo. Yeah. It is a little more colorful, which I think was one of the things that... That was one of our biggest I'd, complaints. Yeah. Uh, Perhaps one of our only complaints. But yeah, I, I'm i enjoying this character's story. Um, I think it's going to be fun. Great. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we will obviously uh, have more to say about uh, that game as we get closer to its release and then after it comes out. I'm very excited for this game. Um, I haven't picked up the demo just yet, um, but I'm sure I will. Oh, that's a lie. I did pick it up. I just haven't put any time into it. It was uh, funny when I I was going through and I was like, okay, I need to start. I I, I want to play a game this weekend. Um, and uh, oh, I should pick up these other like free games. So I had the Octo Expansion, Donkey Kong, um, Fortnite, Octopath Traveler, uh, and also the the Pokemon thing all downloading at the same time, which is like, yeah, fill that thing up with mostly free software. Um, <clears throat> I also spent a little bit of time this weekend playing Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. Oh, you got the itch. I got the itch um, because I did, I was able to play Super Smash Brothers Ultimate um, at E3 on two separate occasions. Um, one, uh, one just like kind of on the, on the show floor through like a regular appointment, like the ones that you could just book through Eventbrite and go up there and do it where I played with, you know, three strangers. Um, and then on Thursday night, went back and played um, with three of the guys from the Unranked podcast who are on the live episode with us that you'll, you'll hear on Thursday. Um, and uh, who, Mark, do you think was standing just, just to my left while we were playing? Um, it's Mr. Reggie fils -Aimé. I was going to say Ronald McDonald. <laughs> it was Ronald McDonald in a Reggie fils costume. <laughs> no, uh, Reggie and Bill Trinan were up there. Wow. Um, and the guy that was leading us around uh, like kicked Bill off that switch so we could play it. <laughs> it was insane. That's so cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I played a little bit of Smash for Wii U because I was like, I just, yeah, I, I had the itch. Uh, and December 7th is a long time from now. Um, and what a, what a good game uh, Smash on, on Wii U is. I'm very much looking forward to uh, when this new one comes out. Um, I've also, so obviously, since I was at E3, I played a bunch of other games. Uh, I'm just going to go through the uh, Nintendo games that I played, and you can let me know if you're interested in me saying any more or any less about them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, actually, I, I, what are your like general impressions? Yeah, so the the demo that they had, they only had about like thirty characters in it, mm -hmm. but a lot of the characters that you would like want to play, obviously, only about thirty characters. Only about thirty. <laughs> Sakurai, you lazy <laughs> son of a gun. Um, so I mean, like you could play as Ridley, you could play as the Inkling, you could play as the Ice Climbers, as Snake. Um, I don't think Pichu was in there. Um, but so like, you know, they, they had a lot of the characters of interest in there. Um, and it's fun. It's fast. Um, the, the new levels are cool. Uh, we played on, um, uh, Mori Towers, the Splatoon one. That one looks really cool. It's very vertical and yeah, it was, it was super cool and, and a lot of fun. Um, 
and I've remembered that I'm good with Mega Man and with Pit, which are characters that I don't think anyone even half respects in that game, <laughs> but they're the ones I'm good with. Um, so yeah, I I liked it a lot. You know, we didn't see any of the, I don't think anyone did, of like the menus or, you know, what the game is uh, really like beyond just, you know, four-player brawling. Um, but the, you know, nuts and bolts of that game remain essentially perfect and super fun. So, and everything seemed balanced. Uh, the, uh, I had heard from s- some other people that Ridley was a little uh, OP, uh, but the only time I played as him was when I did a Ridley versus Ridley versus Ridley versus Ridley match with those three strangers that I talked to, <laughs> to doing that with me. <laughs> um, and he's, he's super fun, uh, you know, plays a little bit like the Charizard in that he like can fly, well, but, is, sense but is heavy. Um, so like his recovery isn't super great, uh, but yeah, uh, super fun. I'm I'm very excited for it. Speaking of which, Charizard, uh, I I felt confident last week yeah, you that did. Uh, he was going to be playable as like a standalone character, not just as part of Pokemon Trainer. Feeling that is not true. I think that is not the case. Another debug, minor debug. <laughs> it's an entire episode of it. Uh, played uh, just a tiny bit of Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu with the. Uh, Pokeball Plus controller, which I pre-ordered like a sucker. Here's the thing: it is it's small. It fits nicely in your hand. It's got a nice texture to it. You're gonna get that Mew on day one. I mean, I'm excited, right? Uh, and I th- I think it's the way to play the game. Um, one of the things that you know they'd been touting was like, oh yeah, no more random encounters. You'll be able to see all the Pokemon. But like, you get very early in this game, you get into a situation where you're in the tall grass, going through the tall grass, and it's like. Oh, there's a you know a Caterpie over there and a Rotata here and like I just I oh well, I guess I'm in a fight with one yeah of them. In, in the demo during yeah. uh, Treehouse Live it was it, it was you might as well just be random encounters yeah they were leaving encounters all the time because they were like we don't want to fight another right like, there, there's no point yeah <laughs> it's so it's funny when like you select run away and they let you run away every time because you can't fight it right um and then it's like ooh got away safely <laughs> thanks for that. Uh, then I, I played Mega Man 11, which I loved. Um, I think was maybe some of the most just like solid fun that I had, uh, at E3 was playing like 20 minutes of Mega Man 11. Um, it's tough. Uh, they've got the difficulty curve and I was playing on like normal mode. Um, they had two, they had a casual mode and something even easier than that. Um, but I was like, no, give me original mode. And I didn't make it to the boss of the level that was available. Um, but it was really cool. They've got like a slowdown time mechanic uh, in there, which is really fun. They've got, um, you can summon Rush with like a, a single button push with, instead of like switching out to a, a sub weapon that is him. Um, and yeah, it all just, it feels like Mega Man and looks like anime and is great. I'm really excited for yeah, that. Yeah, it feels surprisingly for as much as we sometimes poo-poo Capcom, like a very thoughtful mm-hmm. reimagining of Mega Man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then I also played Trials Rising, which is a, a Ubisoft game. It's like a motor. It's like a game? it's like a stunt motorcycle game. Um, sort of a a a side view of this motorcycle thing, and your controls are as follows: you can gas, you can brake, and you can lean forward and you can lean back, and that is literally it. So like when you go off jumps, you lean back to do like backflips, and then like kind of level yourself out so that like you can land actually land the tricks 
and the whole game is based on that. So is it like a physics platformer, basically? I mean, it's it's still like a it's still like a race. You're still trying to oh, get from okay. like the beginning to the end and like score a certain number of points. But like there is a, an element of like platforming to it. Is this a f- phone game? Does this game already exist? I mean, uh, Trials does. So this is Trials Rising. Okay. Um, I I don't know if it's if it's a phone game, but it is coming to Switch. There is a a tandem motorcycle mode so that you and another person can ride the same motorcycle together and you're just like leaning and like trying to make the <laughs> that thing sounds do like flips. a nightmare it, it is a nightmare but it was also a lot of fun um speaking of uh ubi i also played starlink for a little bit which i can confirm is sort of both an open world like space flight game and kind of an arcadey shooter oh like so, sort of at the same time um, I didn't have a ton of time to like fly around the open galaxy, but the guy who was uh, uh, administering the demo assured me that I could. Um, and uh, I don't, I don't love this game, uh, but it is certainly interesting to me. I guess I don't know the the added baggage of like needing to get all these toys and stuff. It, it means I'll probably stay away from it. Um, but it it was neat and sort of fun to play with anyway. Um, and then I also played a a shmup called Galaxy, which is also coming to um, Switch. Uh, that has you can either be in a mech or in a plane, and the plane is no fun, and the mech is sort of fun because you know you, you want to be in a mech and not in a plane. So those are the Nintendo games that I played at E3. Um, I also played a ton of not Nintendo games, which. Maybe we maybe we don't need to talk about. <laughs> uh, maybe yeah. I think probably just time wise. Okay. Uh, okay. We'll we'll just skip it. <laughs> that, that's what we've been playing this week. Uh, let's get into what is coming out next week and what we might be playing next week. All right. On June twenty first, Minecraft uh, is finally releasing. In like a physical edition, mm-hmm. it's also the Bedrock like Better Together update. So, does that what does that mean? Do we know what that means? So, I believe that better with the Better Together update, the Switch will now have crossplay with like PC mm. and Xbox. Xbox. Yeah. Yes, uh, we'll be talking more about crossplay in just a little bit, and maybe mobile. I'm not actually sure exactly how that works, but it's also interesting that Minecraft has been on the Switch for about a year now yeah. and f- finally getting a physical version. Oh, yeah, that is weird. Um, but I think they were waiting for this Better Together update um, that makes sense. in order to do so. Uh, also, a game that we saw on the most recent Nindies Direct is coming out on the 21st. Uh, I always want to say Pody, but I don't believe that's right. I think it's Pode. Might just be Pode. Is this the one that was like a uh, two-player cooperative, um, like three uh, D platformer? Yes, based on um, some sort of mythology. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't all things? <laughs> uh, Johnny Turbo's Arcade, which for some reason makes me giggle every time. Uh, it just sounds so awesome. <laughs> There, uh, Johnny Turbo's Arcade is releasing Wizard Fire, and the Neo Geo game of the week is The Last Blade 2. The first game obviously did not live up to its title. Mm, like Final Fantasy. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, on June 22nd, Mario Tennis Aces is released. Yep. Also, if you are interested in getting this game, um, you should know that if you pre-order it, you can get double the 
uh, my Nintendo Gold Coins. Uh, yeah, so if you pre-order on the Nintendo eShop. That's right. Um, uh, have I, I have done this. Have you done this? I have not done it yet. It, it runs through June 21st at 11.59 p.m. And so you're just going to go right And while I'm not going to wait until the last minute... Uh, I haven't done it yet, but I will definitely do it to take advantage of those sweet, sweet bonus coins. Uh, are any of the other games on this list of of interest to you? Probably not, right? I guess uh, Pode or Pody seemed kind of cool in in the uh, showcase. Yeah, it's not that I'm like not interested. It's that I'm uh, trying to be thoughtful in how I spend hmm. my gaming money. That's very interesting. So um, I feel a little bit burned from... Yoku's Island Express. Not that I, not that it's a bad game, but it's just like, oh, you know, that was twenty bucks or whatever. That if I wasn't going to, that since I'm not going to really play it, I might as well have bought Octo, uh, Octo Expansion and like not played that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, you do. No, you get it. No, I don't. You, you I, get it. Uh, All right, Mark. Let's close out the segment. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, today we are going to be talking about if you could be a robot, what kind of robot would you be? Yeah, so first let's say what we want to be, and then we'll say what we actually think we would be. Oh, that's a now that is interesting. You're saying that we don't necessarily get to be the kinds of robots that we want to be. Well, I mean, like... We can aspire to be a certain type of robot, but I know that I'm a protocol droid. Oh, are we both protocol droids? <laughs> Maybe, but we're not C-3PO. I hate this. <laughs> we're, we're not C-3PO. We're better than that. <laughs> we are, in fact, better than that. You know what uh, droid, what protocol droid I like, but I wouldn't want to be anything like, is Triple uh, Zero. Oh, from, is that the, the killer Wars, one? Yeah, yeah, from the Star Wars comics. It, it's, a, it's a like torture matrix in the body of, <laughs> of a protocol droid. He just loves draining humans of their blood. Uh, that's a great protocol droid. Another one that I... Uh, this is actually probably the one I'd be more like is the one at the very beginning of Phantom Menace. The one who like brings the the one who serves tea, tea, and then like <laughs> when like the gas starts getting pumped in, mm-hmm. and they like pull their lightsabers out, it's just like, oh, oh, I don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice droid. I like yeah. that droid. Mm-hmm. That's a nice one. Um, what about? Okay, obviously robots are so they're ubiquitous in Star right. Wars, right? Maybe we need to like get out of Star Wars. For yeah, a I mean, I think I'd be a good uh, like Siri type thing. <laughs> Do we count Siri as a robot? Sure, it's yeah. Um, I feel like I might be more of a, uh, Johnny five from, from short circuit, short circuit. Right. Um, where like, yeah, it's technically a robot and like, it's sort of neat, but like, it's too big and clumsy to like, Oh, sure. Cool, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also like the robot, that screech had in say by the bell. Uh, yes. Is that different from the robot that Urkel had on Family Matters? Well, oh man, did Urkel have a robot or was he a robot? Like, isn't wasn't there like an Urkel bot? So there's an Urkel bot, but uh-huh. I don't think he is the Urkel bot. He is Stefan Urkel. Well, but isn't he also? He's multi. He turns into lots of things because he also turns into the girl version of Urkel. So no, <laughs> is that real? Yeah, that's a hundred percent real. Ste- Ste- Stephanie Urkel, probably. Okay, and then yeah, that's a hundred percent real. 
Um, and so I, I also think he turns into a robot, but now maybe I'm like confusing that with the cover for Michael Jackson's history album mm. where he's like that big, like monolith type looking thing. Right. And I never assumed that that was a robot. I always thought that that was a monolith, like, yeah, a, like, yeah, a, statue? Yeah, like a statue. Yeah, yeah. That makes way more sense. Yeah. Oh, geez. Let's see. Uh, co- here, let me tell you the kind of robot that I would like to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Half of Daft Punk. Oh, yeah. That I is, mean, they're not real robots. But com- in the fiction of in the fiction that they present, they're robots, right? Sure, but they're not real. Like Star Wars is real, uh, right? No, I I understand that, but I'm saying <laughs> okay, it's just long ago. In clear. the fiction, yeah. What about Data? Would you want to be like a, a a Data robot, like Data from Star Trek? I mean, um. Sure, but I feel like I could be like a more yeah. fun version of that. Data can be fun, although when he's fun, he's also kind of scary. <laughs> Speaking of scary robots that are maybe too human for their own good, what about the Battlestar Galactica robots? Oh, um, I mean, they're also kind of like the Blade Runner robots, where you're like, are they human? Are they not human? And that's like the big... Yeah, they're they're like a little too human mm-hmm. to really even consider them robots. Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, what... F- I don't know what the fun of that would be. Yeah. I um I just saw Alien mm-hmm. um at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. They were showing it outside. Great time. Um and I always forget that uh great now I can't remember the actor's name who's playing the robot who who plays Ash in that movie. He's Bilbo in the uh uh Lord of the Rings movies. Oh. Wait, is he? Yeah. Oh. Why can't I think of his name? He looks great in those movies, <laughs> but I always forget that he, like he he plays that character so convincingly as like a robot pretending to be a human. So maybe that's maybe that's what I I would be like. Oh, I'm a robot, but I'm gonna try and convince everyone that I'm not a robot. Oh, okay. So like a Blade Runner type robot android thing is totally up your yeah, alley. That's oh well. I well, guess I guess we'll I guess we'll never I guess know. we'll never know. Uh, we were accompanied today by Easy Aloha. Thanks, Easy Aloha. All right, Mark. Let's get into the news. All right, so last week we were a little bit befuddled by Demon X Machina, mm-hmm. the, the game that opened Nintendo's E3 Direct. It's a new mech game coming to Switch next year, and while I still don't entirely understand, I guess, just mech games in general, uh-huh. uh, this one comes with a bit of a pedigree. That, uh, it comes from develop- veteran developers, including developers from the Armored Core series. So I don't really know much about the Armored Core series. That's a From Software franchise? Yes, that is also like a mech. I think it is a well-regarded mech uh, franchise. Yeah. And character designs are by somebody who worked on Fire Emblem Awakening and Fire Emblem Fates. Basically, I'm bringing this up because I felt like I was super underinformed about this game last week. And yeah, I so mean, y- you and you and I were to it. You and I were like monkeys discovering fire in that, right? We were scratching our heads. Yeah, we had ridiculous underbites. <laughs> we did not understand what we were looking at. Um, and I'm still I'm not sure that we do still. I think that's totally true. But if for somebody who is into this like um, type of game, mm-hmm. I think this is an exciting development. And I don't think I fully appreciated that at the time. And yeah. maybe still don't fully appreciate it, but understand it more. You understand that we are not appreciating yes, it properly. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of things I had little understanding of, we understand more about Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Torna, the Golden Country now. So it is 
I think I had this part right. Standalone story content taking place hundreds of years before the main game. So the way it works, the way this will be released is that if you owned the game and you bought like the expansion pass for it, then this is just DLC. You will get it for free. It costs you nothing. Um, and it is a sizable DLC because it's also being sold as a standalone game in a retail version. Now, the retail part of that is the craziest bit of it to me. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not have been surprised if they sold it digitally as a standalone package, but uh, it at retail is nuts. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure on like the price point. I don't mm. know if it'll be a full like $60, but so the standalone retail version is just Torn of the Golden Country. It does not include uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 like at all. Yeah. Um, what it does include is a download code for the I believe for the expansion pass. So if you did buy Xenoblade Chronicles 2 separately, then you could use this code and like have like the complete package basically. Sure, if you wanted a second like a uh, box on the shelf that is Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Right. You could do it. Yep. Um again, interesting to me that this is seemingly Nintendo's big September release. Yeah, that's weird. It's a uh, it here here's the thing though. I do, I like this trend or like when it gets not even really a trend because it doesn't happen that much, but I like this like sort of half sequel, half uh, DLC, like standalone experience. The um, infamous two festival of blood was one of my, I loved that. And it's maybe my favorite bit of infamous. Um, and like, you know, uh, uh, I guess, uh, um, oh boy, uh, left, left behind. What was, what's the name of that game? Um, but Red Dead Redemption had something similar, yeah, right? Yeah, Undead Nightmare, uh-huh. um, the, the zombie game there that was uh, just for that. And there was an Uncharted one, uh, too, that ended up getting like bigger than, than what it was. Um, so like, I, I, like, I like that idea of here's, here's a game that's you know, using all of the same assets and is basically like a beefy expansion, but you can also play it on its own. Yeah, I like it, too. I think it's a good, like, fun way to like an entry point into something without yeah. having to because usually they're at least a little bit shorter you yeah. know what i mean usually quite a bit shorter i think um and like designed to be a uh, more bite-sized experience yeah um obviously you know bite-sized for a xeno a xenoblade game means it's only like 30 hours <laughs> right yeah exactly i was thinking of the last of us left behind that like little ellie story that i don't know if you still can buy it separately but it used to be a separate like download uh, cross-platform play and cross-platform progression have been in the news this week, largely spurned on by the discovery that Epic accounts already tethered to PlayStation Network accounts can't be used with the Xbox or Switch versions of Fortnite. Mm-hmm. So this means that any progress you might have made playing Fortnite on another console, uh, or on Sony specifically, can't be carried over to Xbox or Switch if you've ever logged into your Epic account on PlayStation. Yeah, so that that actually means that even if you have done most of your progression on PC or mobile or whatever, if you have it tethered to your PlayStation account, then you can't bring it over to Switch or Xbox. And this was was an issue previously when uh, Fortnite was also on um, Xbox, but now that people are excited about it because it's on Switch, it's become... 2 million downloads in 24 hours. Which is pretty on exciting. Switch. That's wow. a lot. That's a lot yeah. of downloads. It's a free game, but it's a lot of downloads. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's a weird... It's just that Sony not really buying into the sort of cross-play cross, cross play 
or cross-platform play. Yeah, I mean, it's Sony being uh, at the top of the game again. Yeah, the king of the hill. You know, right? so they can kind of throw their weight around. Um, in, like, potential cross-play news, FIFA 19 creative director Matt Pryor told Eurogame in an, inter- in an interview last week that they are also shooting for cross-platform play, citing Fortnite as an example of someone doing it right. Um, he said, quote, it's something we're aware of. I'm not making any promises, but you've seen that cross-platform play uh, happen for the first time very recently. If you'd asked me a few years ago, I'd probably have said it's not going to happen. We'll monitor and see. I think it would be a net benefit to the users one day, end quote. And I think that's like, I think the time has come for cross-platform play. Yeah. I mean, especially because it seems like technologically we're there, right? Like, um the Rocket League guys were like, when, when, because they, they have cross-platform play uh, again across like everything except Sony doesn't play nice with other, other platforms except for like PC, I guess. Um, but that uh, the, uh, they, the Rocket League guys have been like, yeah, it's a, it's a switch. Like we can throw it. And they did accidentally, right? Right. For like a weekend or a couple hours. Um, so yeah, it, it seems like the only thing that's holding it back now is weird biz- business decisions. And you know, it, I I agree with Pryor. Like it just benefits the player to be able to play with people playing on other platforms. Yeah. Um. It it's Sony is seemingly the reason that like Final Fantasy fourteen the console versions hasn't come to like Xbox or anything. Oh really? Um. Because it won't. Because they won't do crossplay. And maybe a similar thing as this Fortnite thing, where if you have you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm totally speculating there. Um. But yeah, I mean, I. As someone who has played a lot of Destiny mm-hmm. and those sorts of games, like I always thought it'd be cool if my friend had an Xbox and I had a PlayStation, we would still be able to play. I don't know why that couldn't be eventually. Right, right, right. Is, someday. Someday. Is the Nintendo Online Service the successor to Nintendo's virtual console? Probably. Maybe. Yep. Reg- uh, Reggie seems to think so. Reggie seems to think so. In an interview with IGN last week, uh, he said, quote, we're going to be offering a slate of games, and it's a slate that's going to increase over time. For many of these games, there's going to be an additional, be additional online capability provided in those games. That's the vision we have for how to br- best bring our legacy content to Nintendo Switch. Yeah, so that's, that's where the legacy stuff is going to be. That's the virtual console, I guess. Yeah, interesting. This is the first that I've heard somebody from Nintendo say that many of these games will have online capability not all of them great point and i wonder if that online capability which we still haven't had detailed for anything yet i guess there was like a, a hint that like you could swap out uh like playing zelda and be like no no you play for a yeah little bit. but i also feel like i never saw that from any like official nintendo source and so i'm right. wondering if that was somebody like speculating speculating yeah um like i, I wonder if they're the kind of default is going to be like the Donkey Kong, uh, you know, arcade classic where like, oh yeah, there's, there's online leaderboards. And if you want to see how your friends are better at Donkey Kong than you, you can. Um, or if like, it's actually going to be um, a more meaningful uh, like online experience. Yeah. I mean, like the thing for me is that these older games, I just want to play them. Right. I, so if adding some sort of online feature is going to like slow down their release or prevent them from being released at all. I don't want that. Here's the thing. If adding a little online feature makes Nintendo say, ah, it should, then you just get it as part of your like online subscription thing and you don't have to buy, you know, 
Mario Super Mario Brothers three again. Great. You know, yeah, I love it. That that's great. But if somebody's like, "Oh, I we could put Chrono Trigger on here, but we're not going to because we can't figure out how to make it an online component." Ugh. Yeah, that would be annoying. Yeah, that, to me. that would be frustrating. Uh, speaking of Nintendo's online services, Fortnite includes voice chat functionality directly through the Switch. We're talking a lot about Fortnite. We tonight. are talking a lot about Fortnite. We're talking a lot about Switch's online capabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, this was making quite a bit of news. Uh, it was news to me. I can't think of a N- Nintendo Switch game that has had voice chat like integrated as seamlessly as it is on Fortnite. Yeah, and I mean, you can think of an example that should have it, but does not. And begins with an S and ends with a platoon too. That's right. <laughs> uh, so my understanding from what I've been reading around, like these articles talking about Fortnite, is that. Developers have have had the option to include voice chat in their games for a while. So this isn't necessarily anything new. Um, The thing is that Nintendo's doesn't have like a system-wide party chat functionality outside of the phone app. Yeah. Um, The thing that I think is interesting here is that because Fortnite is a cross-platform game, that you can chat with people who are playing on Xbox or on their phone or on PC. Yeah. Through I, your Switch. I guess so. You can. Yeah. It is, uh, it is well, it's a feature. Not PlayStation, though. <laughs> uh, perhaps in anticipation of Pokemon Let's Go, Pokemon Go is rolling out a bunch of new features, including friends using friend codes, of course. Obviously. Don't uh, throw away friend codes, Nintendo. Don't ever change. <laughs> gifts and trading. So players can expect these new features to show up sometime this week. Uh, and trading is a big deal. Is something that has been uh, lacking from the like normal Pokemon formula, uh, obviously since the game was launched like two years ago. Um, so I guess that's that's cool for Pokemon Go players. And I think there are more. So there was a uh, a Pokemon Go like celebration or festival, whatever they call them. There were uh, you know event community days maybe mm-hmm. um, this weekend, and I saw a lot of people posting on like Twitter and Facebook. That like people were playing Pokemon Go, um, like throwing down lures and stuff. So uh, it, it, I do think that Pokemon Let's Go has done a pretty good job of revitalizing the Go scene, because um, you know people just want to catch them all. The developers of Octopath Traveler are not planning on releasing any DLC for the game post-launch. In an interview with uh, Den Geki online, mm-hmm. uh, producer Ma- Mas. Uh, Masashi Takahashi. Yeah, there we go. Said that the game they're shipping on July 13th is a complete experience. Uh, that's nice. That's nice to know. Because um, obviously, I'm a sucker for DLC. I, <laughs> I'll, I'll buy that uh, Mario Rabbids Donkey Kong stuff when it comes out. Obviously, I bought uh, Octo Expansion. I'm, that's, I, I'm, there. I'm there for it. I'm there for it. Charge me $20 more <laughs> to, to play a little bit more. Um, and it's just nice to know that that's not what this game is going to be about. Panic Button, the developers who brought Rocket League, Doom, and Wolfenstein over to the Switch, uh, have a major new Switch port in development that should be announced within the next month. Uh, Speaking to Variety, studio head Adam Creighton teased the new release. Yeah, he was also just saying some, uh, you know, that the games have been performing up to their expectations and um, that they're pushing the hardware in new and exciting ways. Uh, But so it's good to know that a, uh, you know, 
solid, respected port house has like something else big coming. Mark, what is it? I don't know. Come on, man. Uh, Fallout 4? It wouldn't surprise me. 4? Yeah, would not surprise all me. Right. Yeah. A port of Fallout? Yeah. That yeah. would not surprise me at all. Um, I don't think it's anything that was announced at E3 because why would, wait the yeah. next month to, you know, Yeah, that would be crazy. It. Um. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't I don't really have any good guesses. Do we think it has to be a Bethesda game because they have like uh, experience with? Because they have a history. Yeah. So I think it is. Po- I I I think it's possible, but no, I don't think it has to be because they have also been talking about how they are getting solicitations from a lot of people interested in getting their games on Switch. So I don't know. It'll um. Yeah, it, I I don't want to hype myself up too much, you know. GTA like, Five, GTA Five, definitely, <laughs> definitely GTA Five or or uh, I don't know Fallout seventy six. I don't know. Uh, a new Splatoon two U.S. Splatfest was announced for this coming weekend. The topic is: Do you like pulp in your orange juice, or do you not like pulp in your orange juice? I'm assuming that's the other. That that is the the opposite. Yes. Um, Splatfest starts on Friday, June twenty second, at nine. PM Pacific time runs for 24 hours. And uh, also, mm-hmm. just a little bit of Splatoon 2 news. If you want box art for the Octo expansion, you can purchase a printable insert using your My Nintendo points, 30 platinum points, and it's all yours, baby. Uh, have you seen it? Have you seen no, the, I the haven't. cover art for it? I mean, it it looks nice. It's a strange thing to get, <laughs> especially because like if you have a box of Splatoon 2, uh, you already have cover art for it. <laughs> it just looks different. Um, also weird that they make you uh, like download it or like spend my Nintendo points. Yeah, not weird to me. My Nintendo is kind of lame. So sure, it is a poor <laughs> substitute it, it, it for Club a, Nintendo. Yes, it's a poor substitute for Club Nintendo and a bad way to dole out rewards. But it's weird that they're not just like here it is, anyone can download it, and like, why do you need my 30 platinum points? For phone wallpapers, you have to play, pay platinum, platinum points. Yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. The precedent has been set. We should not be surprised here. Uh, where do you fall on orange juice? Pulp? No pulp? Uh, well, so I have already selected my side uh-huh. in uh, the Splatfest, and I have selected pulp. Uh, I am pro pulp. I was not always as a child. I was like no pulp. I think that's a. I mean, I share the same story. I think that's a similar story. Mm. Uh, when you are a child, you do not like pulp, but as you grow and mature into an intelligent adult, that's right. You understand the beauty of pulp, and also mm. reject the cult of crunchy peanut butter. Oh, see now at all I, times. See, we started as a as a smooth peanut butter family. My mother is a smooth peanut butter lady, <laughs> which I've never said about my mother before. <laughs> um, but as I grew up, that's that's when I got that's when I was indoctrinated into the cult of crunchy peanut I've butter. I've been smooth my whole life, and I'm never wow. changing. So you just made up that narrative. That's not even one that you experienced. No, 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 no. Mm. I'm saying, or I, I'm sure I articulated it poorly. I'm sure. Mm. But what I meant to say is that uh, everybody's journey should be from no pulp to pulp. I agree with that. But you stay from birth to death 
against crunchy peanut butter. Wow. So I, is the way. Uh, look, if there's ever a Splatfest that is crunchy versus smooth peanut butter, you and I will be on opposite sides Weird of Weird that we haven't had one yet. That seems like low-hanging fruit. It does. Speaking of low-hanging fruit, does this feel like too low-hanging fruit for you? Like, is it a little <laughs> yeah, bit? Yeah, that's right. I can't be bothered. I only weigh in on the important ones, like chicken and egg. <laughs> or like, which is your favorite Ninja Turtle? That's right. I'm just saying th- this one feels like a... A throwaway. Yeah, where it's like, oh, don't you hate getting the cart with the broken wheel at yeah. the grocery store? No, and th- yeah, we're in garbage time right now, yeah. for sure. Uh, finally, Nintendo and Disney are teaming up for a new TV show, <laughs> the Nintendo Switch Family Showdown. The show will pit families against, against each other in friendly competition, doing uh, like Nintendo Switch-focused games. The Some of the examples they gave are like, playing Just Dance 2018 or um, collecting stuff in Super Mario Odyssey. Okay. Uh, it's going to be featured so it's, on... It's, it's like a Nick Arcade, but Disney Switch? Yeah, seemingly. <laughs> I guess without the um, like allure of putting you into an arcade game. Ugh, so boring okay. now. <laughs> uh, it'll be featured on Disney Channel, Disney XD, and the Disney Now app sometime this summer. Uh, and this is a thing for children and families, right? Uh, most definitely. So we're not going to check this out. We're not going to have like a review. We're not going to bring Colin Morris in here to, <laughs> to review the series with us. No. Okay, great. Um, all right, Mark, let's close out the news. And that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, please share on Facebook or Twitter. Um, we love seeing all of that stuff and we would love for you to, uh, share it. It helps us out tremendously. Um, I am at Patrick underscore Ellers on Twitter. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. The show is at Nincart Society. You can get us on Facebook. We're just Nintendo Cartridge Society there. If you like Mark and Mind's opinions, we write about comic books on retconpunch.com. Uh, Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is is provided by Ape at Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apeatbetty.com or by listening right now. From my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying crunchy for life. And thanks for listening. Campfire.